Welcome to Talk The Line, I'm Jen Long and every week I chat to a musician, artiste or celebrity about their passions, interests, obsessions, about what makes them tick. It's the stuff you talk about in the pub after one too many and then maybe regret the next morning. This is a podcast from the line of Best Fit, the UK's biggest independent website for new music discovery. The line of bestfit.com for all your music needs, but you can follow us on our own independent Twitter at Talk the Line. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. There's a new one every Friday and we've got some cracking guests coming up. This week, I'm chatting to Alex Cameron. The Guardian has described Australian musician Alex Cameron as a character songwriter in the guise of a Lynchian cabaret act. He was previously a member of Australian electronica act CK, a band he formed with two school friends, but his own music couldn't be more different. On his first solo album, Jumping the Shark, Alex tells tales from the perspective of a failed entertainer. His second record, Forced Witness, is released this September and claims to offer vivid portraits of misfits' views of the world presented without illusion. We met Alex in a very confessional mood before an appearance at Brighton's Great Escape Festival to talk very openly about relationships. Alex Cameron is quite a character and this podcast does contain a lot of adult themes and some pretty frank sex chat. You have been warned. So are you uh, are you dating anyone at the moment? Uh, <laughs> I mean, what's, what, is, what does dating mean exactly? I don't know. What do you define as dating? I mean, dating sounds to me like it's sort of implied that it might be leading towards something exclusive. Okay. Don't you, don't you think that? I always found dating casual. All right. Well, then, yeah, I am. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Australian? Um, American? Oh, it's complicated. European? Somewhat. British? Somewhat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who is she or he? It's a she, yeah. It's a she. Yeah. Okay, what? You know. No, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at the I'm laughing at the I like the intimacy of the conversation. I'm sorry, do you want me to introduce you first? No, no. Welcome no. to Talk the Line. No, 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 Alex I don't Cameron. Want, no. Oh. Okay. oh, we can edit that. Dating. We're talking about relationships, romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not so good with um with friendships. I'm good with romantic relationships and business relationships. Very bad at friendships. I'm, 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 I've been told that I'm a, I'm a pretty decent uh, business partner. I mean, I'm an, uh, you know, I say, I'd say that I'm okay at uh, being in a romantic relationship and just an awful friend. <laughs> mm. So your current romantic relationship, mm-hmm. how long has it been? Uh, how long has it been going on? How long has it been going on? Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is good because I, all of last year, was developing a theory that I was ready to have a, a multiple partners, you know, be free. I'd be quite a free, loving human. That was what I was trying to grow towards. You know, I thought... To be a touring musician. To be a touring musician and to fit it all in and to be courteous and generous and respectful and also, you know, be be uh, inspired by the, the act of, of love. I thought that it would be, uh, I thought that it would be very grown up of me to be open and to be, uh, expect everyone else to want to be open as well. Um, but I've been, I've been seeing, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little bit, I can't exactly say details, but I've been seeing someone since 
around about September last year. Yeah. Oh, that's quite a time. Quite a time. Yeah. And non-exclusive. That was the we would say things to each other like that. Yeah, we would say things like uh, when I, when I would leave the city, uh, she said she said to me, um, "Do whatever you want and and see whoever you want, but just don't get a girlfriend." That was the that was the big phrase that she said to me. Okay, so that's kind of, that's a kind of um, that's kind of a relationship deal that works well for the life that you lead, the touring musician, the, yeah, the rock and roll star. Yeah, and it's not at all what I uh, I was. It's not as all. It's not at all what I was raised to to be, and it's not at all what I've I've uh, trained to be. I'm not trained to be that kind of lover. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not proficient in uh, in you know avoiding. I just don't want any facts. You know, in that circumstance, I'm like no information can come out. Okay, so uh, when you're on discretion on, on the road, yeah. Is she at home on Tinder? Um, yeah, or Raya, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. Is Raya the fancy one? You have I think like Raya, you've got to get invited to. Yeah. You have to be like a person of influence. Is that what they say? I think so. Paul, you, you date loads. Producer Paul. No, I don't. You're always on. You're always like, oh, I've got Bumble. That and was I thought that was some ago. kind of STD. That was a long time ago. I was never on, I was never on um, Raya. I thought I had... I heard you say STD before. I thought I had... Um, I thought I had an STD a couple of weeks ago. Because I, I guess you've been in, you've been making the most of your open relationship. Well, last year was it was a busy summer, yeah. Okay, um, but you only got together in September. That's right. You met over the summer. We met in September. Okay. Yeah, it was so a, prior to your. It was no, it was no garbage kind of situation. It was the first point of contact was what's what's the story, you know. Also the the idea that you don't want to know any information about what she's up to and I guess you don't want to give her any information on what you're up to That's is right. this podcast completely negating that well there's no names except mine <laughs> I I doubt she's going to listen to this and if she does she'll be laughing and hopefully I appreciate know, it Alex we're a lot bigger than you think we are yeah. <laughs> yeah. she did say she was getting into podcasts the other day <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I have. I've actually, I've actually been fairly uh, well behaved. You know, I'm okay. a respectful person. Well, take take it take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Is it like a? Is there some kind of like lineage here, like some kind of storyline where you have like a series of long term girlfriends, or you had like one long term girlfriend, and then there was like heartbreak and and despair, and then you decided to be like a man of the the women to give yourself to girls to sow your wild oats <laughs> and then suddenly you found love is it in that, a hopeless place is it that easy to describe <laughs> exactly what my situation is is, is that it that happened? is it that cliche <laughs> I'm not exactly treading a, a path untrodden am I <laughs> uh, so my first girlfriend was um, as a, a ballerina in, when I was in high school and she, uh, she was fairly uh, upfront about what she wanted from me. I suppose we were about sixteen when we got together. And uh, I was never before that. I was never like that eager to be be around girls. I was kind of satisfied in in solitude, just like sort of downstairs at my parents' house, masturbating 
into a sock. You know, that was like... Uh, like all classic indie boys. Yeah, that's what I was doing. That's what I was into, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I got my sister's computer when she not went off to university, got access to the internet and... <laughs> I hear they have some good sites on there. Oh, there's lots of sites. <laughs> and they've only gotten better. <laughs> Someone said to me, I had a friend who's a little bit older than me and and we're talking and he said, you'd think, it, you'd think this would stop. You'd think, you'd think the masturbation would stop, but it just doesn't. But then don't you have like a physical need of sorts? I mean, I, I don't have a ball bag, mm-hmm. but I've heard that it produces sperm. Yeah, it does actually. And it that does. you kind of need to... At least it, they say it does, but... Is it not like a continuous cycle that there's just a lot of sperm there that you need to relieve yeah it's like shaving yeah you can do it every day if you want but it's gonna be someday the next day oh i know yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and i i did i've 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 recently discovered that testicles can they can go up inside the body oh my god this we discussed this literally on the last podcast that i recorded okay well then we don't need to talk about it no i didn't know you have sockets yeah you have sockets yeah. I didn't know that until like probably this afternoon. I how did you not know that though? Because they're on your body. Yeah, because never before during an orgasm had one of them decided to go up. Oh, see, I guess because you live in Australia, you're never cold. Yeah, it's a cold thing, I think, mm. and an excited thing, and maybe I'm pretty hungover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we interviewed a musician who's also a drag queen. Okay. So when he becomes her, he like pushes his balls up into the sockets and then tapes his penis oh my goodness yeah wow yeah because i would be concerned about not being able to retrieve them oh no he said they'd just slip out oh yeah because a friend of mine went to the doctor with um with pain in his scrotum and the doctor was like right up on the bed and stuck his finger up to his second knuckle (gasps) into one of the sockets you can get in there you can, you can, you can fuck your own balls. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a funny thing because I just figured that would be like something that you would just like experiment with as a teenage boy. No. Okay. I was not experimental with my, with my, my genitals. <laughs> no experimenting. In fact, the first time I had, uh, had sex, um, how graphic can we get here? Um, go for it. You know, we're, we're not on any kind of a pl- platform. Well, the first time... Any kind of platform that doesn't make any sense. We're not part of any media establishment that's going to okay. be annoyed if we say things. Okay. Uh, well, the first time I had sex, uh, my, my girlfriend at the time peeled back my foreskin and I was mortified. Like, what have you done? I thought it was irreparable. No. <laughs> I thought the damage was done. Wow. Yeah. And I've also heard of people, um, if you if you look at a an uncircumcised penis that's been peeled back and is in its aroused state, there's a there's a tie at the underside of the head. I mean, I literally have no idea. It's a tie, the underside of the head, and like it you can, can like tie it, can, it on. No, 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 but it is tied, and it can come apart if you if you're too rigorous with it. So there's been bloody. My friends have some. Of my friends have bloody stories. Oof. I don't have to share those stories. Oh, I'm feeling oh queasy God, now. no. That's. I mean, I don't even have one, and that's made me shiver inside. Yeah. yeah. Um, oof! If I had balls, they'd be up my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, so where were we? You so you were dating? Oh yeah, a ballerina. A ballerina, and uh, and she was quite direct with me about what she wanted, um, and that was to be in a relationship, and that was that was, and I was more than happy to to waltz into that, you know. Um, and that was the first time that I discovered, actually, when I was around sixteen, seventeen, the first time that I discovered what uh, what anxiety was, in in the clinical sense. Okay. Because I'd been nervous and anxious and during important events and stuff like that, but then just ge- a generalized anxiety, that was the first cloud that I ever received. So, so anxiety. Do you think that was stemming from the relationship or? I haven't looked into it too much. Okay. But I do th- I do think there was something dysfunctional about it. About the relationship and also about uh I mean I have a lot, I have an inclination towards anxiety and depression just naturally. Um because of my the nut that's in my skull. Um but for some reason that first relationship we kind of in retrospect I look back on it and I I'm ki- I'm trying to be kind to one another when I'm looking back at at the way we treated each other, it kind of feels a little bit like we were just pretending or, or just trying, and that's what gave me anxiety. It was like a constant act to try and make up for for potentially not caring about each other, you know? Mm. And that I, I, we were in a, it was about a three-year relationship. Oh, three years? Mm. So up until sort of 1920? Yeah, up until I decided to leave university. So you went to school and then to uni together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to the same university as well. Was it near home or was it? Yeah, it was. It was. In, it was in the city. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't have to kind of like. We like, weren't. No, we weren't doing anything like that. Yeah. I I feel as though I've I've dodged a lot of bullets, <laughs> in my life, and people have dodged mine. <laughs> we're all walking out of a shootout like, holy shit, we're okay. Everyone's out of bullets. Maybe we should just call this a day. So is that how it ended, kind of mutually? Ah, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I. Certainly felt like I broke up with her, um, and she was certainly crying when it happened. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, but I was ecstatic. <laughs> so heartless. You probably broke her heart. She probably still thinks about it now. No, she's not. She into thinks it. of the life that could have been. I mean, don't don't we all? Isn't that part of the fun? <laughs> yeah. My 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 idea at the moment is that I get to. You know, it's, I've had a beautiful thing with someone. I've been in love with them. Then we, f- we naturally fall out of love or we become used to each other. We reach a point. In a, in, so, so the first part is the peak. And then you hit the trough. And then if you're lucky, you get a second peak, which is like, oh, we're in love again. This is exquisite. Maybe it's meant to be. And then the second trough comes and you both go, well, this is the 21st century. What are we kidding ourselves? We're we supposed to be together forever. Let's go find our own next peak. And you say goodbye at the bottom of the peak. Third peak I'm talking about here. Okay. Uh, third peak is then being single. Yeah. And then, after that third peak of being single, you're ecstatic, then comes the real trough. So but, how long were you single after the ballerina? Uh, I was single for uh, about 18 months. But here's the, here's the catch. Part of the reason why I broke up with the ballerina was because I'd, I'd fallen in love with a photographer. Yeah. Was was she in Australia? Yes. She was in Australia and she was um, taken by another man. She she chose another man. She was unattainable. So so it seemed. So how did you fall in love with her? Did you guys just spend a lot of time together? Were there flirtatious glances? 
the uh, odd lingering touch. <laughs> well, we Did met, you have a cheeky snog? We met when we were 14. Okay. And I thought, my goodness, who, what have we got here? She had, she was really cool. But she, this was before you wanted a girlfriend, Exactly right? right, which was the, very confusing for me. Oh. So you're like, what are these new feelings? I was I like, what are these them. mysterious feelings I'm having in I my stomach? I must just really like photographs. Yeah. She must be a very talented photographer to make me feel this way. Very beautiful woman, dark. Uh, she was a, a girl back then. I admired her from a distance and we re-met again when I was 19. Um, and I thought, well, if I am becoming totally preoccupied with thoughts of this woman, I can't rightly be in a relationship with the ballerina anymore. And That's that was fair. a catalyst for, for me ending that relationship. Like if you'd been really happy in your relationship at the time, you wouldn't have been having these other thoughts. That's right, yeah. So it's only fair. To... It's only fair. It's only logical. Yeah. And it's only, I think, spiritually in line. And know? had the photographer shown you any interest? Anything that might make you think that yes. it was? Okay. She had added me on MSN Messenger. Oh, my God. And then later Facebook. Is this, is this in the, the days of Facebook? Because I feel this like is... MSN was quite a long time before Facebook. I did think it was weird that she was still using MSN. <laughs> But she, I got a notification in my email. You've been added by the photographer. In your hotmail. In my hotmail. <laughs> my, well, it, I think it had changed to Microsoft. Oh, oh the Gmail, live, live. Microsoft Live, yeah. yeah. Awful. Mm. Um, and so I went back on MSN and there was the friendship request and we started chatting. Oh my God, you were like, LOL, G2G, she had, BRB. Yeah, I still had a lyric as a, as a name. What was your name? Did you have like a like a comedy like hotmail email? Address? My email address was a c c a acca forty niners at hotmail.com. I don't know why. I didn't <laughs> like forty niners like an American football. American football team. I had no interest in American football. I think what had happened is I typed in a c at hotmail.com, and it had said, "Well, here's a recommendation." ACCA at 49 is at homo.com. And I said, yes. Yeah, that was when I was about 12. I I was like, that's great. And it became my identity. Hi, I'm Aka49. Yeah. I was like, I'm the 49ers guy. That's so good. Mine was Teabags, goddess of the pot. Teabags, goddess of the pot. (laughs) What a creative, what a creative (laughs) girl you were. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, me and my friends used to think that if you smoked green tea, that you would get high. Did you smoke it? Yeah. Did you get high? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe like, uh, maybe it had a placebo effect yeah. at the oh. time. <laughs> the first thing I smoked um, was with my cousin and we were, he was probably 13, I was 12. And he was convinced that his uncle had a, a weed plant. And we went out the back and we found it. He did have a weed plant, but we didn't know what to take from the weed plant. So we pinched off just the leaves, the weed leaves. No, none of the bud. Sorry. And we crushed it up. We crushed it up and smoked it in a pipe. It was just like smoking literal grass. (laughs) And we thought we were pretty cool. You're supposed to pinch off the bud, are you? Well, the bud is what has the... Potency. The potency, yeah. Uh, Okay. Showed up my weed knowledge there, didn't I? I know. I shouldn't have brought it up. Mm, I don't know know much either. It's basically... Um, Okay, so you were MSNing. Then you were like Facebook friends. Then we're Facebook friends. You know, you'd sit there... 
in the evenings while your girlfriend was out, just scrolling through her photos. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Trying to figure out if she had a boyfriend or not. Knowing that she had a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Oh. One time, one really important moment. I would have thought nothing of this. One important moment was that we were outside. I just played a concert. I was in a very cool um, instrumental electronic act around uh, from in 2007. It was super cool. It was very, it was the height of cool. I mean, 2007, that's modular Australia. Exactly right. New rave. Exactly right. That's, that is cool. It's cool. Yeah. We didn't give a fuck. We would take NPCs on stage and keyboards and wear shorts. We didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Not shorts. Yeah, shorts. That's how little of a fuck we gave. And I saw her at the concert. And after the concert, I thought, wow, you know, this has made me feel pretty excited. Uh, this woman's here to see me. Who I've known since I was 14, who I've cared about since I was 14, who I've wanted to know me better you know I wanted to get to know her I wanted her, I wanted to show off to her you know how, how cool I could be um, there was this one moment she um, was kissing her boyfriend but she was looking at me over his shoulder ooh ooh and that's I was, weird isn't that weird yeah I was excited really I was excited oh I feel like I would find that no, I was, I was totally excited. Do you think you misread it and she actually wanted to join them? Um, well. She's like, you're very, You're very good, you know. You're quite intuitive. Is <laughs> that what happened? He, he did end up suggesting that, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Did you? No. Oh. I didn't. And maybe I'll live to regret that. I don't know. God, Alex, live a little. Well, <laughs> yeah, I did. You didn't... could have literally cock blocked him. I could have yeah. with my, my bare hands. With your own cock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. I don't trust another man with my foreskin. We're too rough. Mm, it's true. You boys. We're too rough on each other's foreskins. <laughs> so what happened then? Were you like, uh, did you already ended it? With your current girlfriend? I'd say the timeline's blurry. Yeah, I can't okay. exactly recall, but that would have been a, a big crossover section for me. Just a mix of teen angst. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the final year of teen angst. Yeah. 19 years old. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened? The, that was sort of the start of the 18 months of being single. It yeah. It lasted for like six months. Yeah, that was the... That was the first like time in my, in my life that I'd been single and an adult. Um, and I just explored. I went, I went on tour a lot. Um, and I was, um, I became so in love with the photographer that, um, I was, I lost interest in other women. I was just, I decided that I was going to be asexual and, uh, focus on writing music and, uh, wearing shorts more and, uh, growing my hair. And she was like your muse. You're on the road. Yeah. I was like. through Facebook, drunk yeah, after shows. Yeah. Just thinking about. Well, Your emotions. Even in 2009, I didn't have my own laptop. So I was just, I would go to internet cafes and pay, no. you know, I was in England and I'd pay one pound for an hour and I'd go on the internet cafe and scroll through a Facebook feed. Wow. Yeah. I hope she doesn't listen to this. I hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> so then what happened? Uh, we got together. You and the photographer? Me and the photographer no. got together. It became, to this date, the longest standing relationship I've had. 
Well, that is a twist I wasn't expecting. How do you like that? I Six love years. It. Six years we were together. Wow. Mm-hmm. We lived together. In Australia? In Australia. God, so you spent 18 months chasing her in non creepy, well, actually, kind of creepy. Well, legal. Legal. Kind of creepy. How did it happen? Did you come back from tour and did she break up with a boyfriend or did you. How did that? Oh my God. Yeah. Me. So I, I went on tour in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, with a band and it, it, she wrote me a message on Facebook saying um, I noticed that you're in Europe and in actual fact I am too I, I came over here to actually get some time to think about my life and to you know I wonder what I want from it you know she was a little bit showing me there was a window of hope mm-hmm. maybe not intentionally but my creepy oh it would have been intentional you think so? definitely well, she certainly showed me it for whatever reason and and I said, well, that's that's great. Let's let's we can hang out whenever you want. I'm I'm gonna be in. She was in London. I came through London. We used to take walks up to Primrose Hill, um, with those little uh, plastic containers of wine that have like a tin foil on top. You got to peel them off. <gasps> wow. And we drink like four. They serve wine in those. You used to be able to get them from Tesco. Oh, that's so good. Is it Tesco's? Uh, I think it's Tesco. Yeah. Yeah. Tesco's if there's two next to each other. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just in London being all romantic up Primrose Hill. Yeah, up Primrose Hill, we would go. Up, we would go up there with a little carton of wine and um, smoke cigarettes and roll around. And she would do this thing where she pressed her nose up against mine, but we would never kiss. Oh, that's such a tease. It was a tease. She knew what she was doing. She knew. Yeah. And and I was I was oblivious. I was too caught up with the chemicals in my mind. I was so I was fascinated. So when was the first kiss? The first kiss was in um, Bratislava, Slovakia. What? That, that's a jump from Primrose Hill. Yeah, we decided to go to a, a music festival together as, with a group of friends. Mm. Um, I had a, as we had like a, I had a week off before I went back to Australia after the tour, and everyone was going there, so we all bought tickets. It was like a dance music festival. It was small. It was probably like five, four or 5,000 people. Or something like that. Oh, those European dance music festivals. Man. The booze is cheap. The booze is cheap. The ecstasy has heroin in it. <laughs> it's super mellow. And so yeah. one night she just whisked you off to watch Robin Schultz. We, we went to watch... Um, <laughs> uh, I can't remember who was playing that. Who am I kidding? I can't remember. But Tiesto. It was, it was more experimental than that. It was like jazz electronic stuff. It was oh, like, okay. you right. real get your head, head messed up <laughs> with this stuff. Uh, and we'd eaten ecstasy that had heroin in it. And the next day, on what was a fairly um, shaky calm down, everyone decided to go and um, take acid in the woods. Uh, but she invited me to, inv- to instead take a walk because she was afraid of taking LSD. Uh, as was I, though I hadn't displayed it. Um, and we took a walk along the river there in Bratislava and we sat down and we ate um, McDonald's. We ate a cheeseburger each and then a, we shared a large fries and, and a Coca-Cola. Romance. And we were talking and then we just started kissing. So oh, so got, you hadn't kissed the night before when you no. were on heroin ecstasy? No, no, no. Started kissing by the river in the, in the afternoon. That's... I mean, apart from the bit where you, it was over a Big Mac, that's yeah, it's beautiful. It was very beautiful, yeah, and uh, and then we went back to the hotel that we were staying in, which was a hostel, and 
a, a man was trying to check in. He was off his face. And uh, and the, the person behind the computer was trying to understand what he was saying. And then he just started pissing everywhere. <laughs> but because he was leaning against the, um, the, the counter, the person helping him and trying to assist him couldn't see what was happening. Uh... And we just watched this hot, buttery, drunk... <laughs> hung over like pool of urine just spread across the floor and we were like well upstairs we go we went upstairs and and sat down one of because it was a hostel we were sharing beds yeah and and uh like bunks and whatnot so we just we laid down both of our uh what do you guys call them duvets yeah comforters no we call them duvets we call them dunas in australia yeah it's weird um, sounds like a small ship a doona yeah yeah we lay down both of our donors uh, and we lay next to each other and just and made out all night. Aww. Yeah, it's nice. And your friends were just in the woods. In the woods, dancing around. Having a good undisturbed. Time. Undisturbed. And I woke up with um, bronchitis. <laughs> mm. A full lung, an absolutely full lung. <laughs> it was awful. I had a fever. Um, I got the ch- a, f- a flight back to London and I kind of figured because she still had a boyfriend that we would never kind of never see each other again but mm. was quite happy with the experience um went on antibiotics got rid of the bronchitis went back to australia and she was there one night and she said me and the boyfriend are broken up and if you want to hang out we should hang out and we, then we started seeing each other and we dated for six years we probably moved in together two years a year later how old are you now 28 your last girlfriend no what I've had a I've had a couple that ended well it was like 20 to 26 we were together yeah Mm. so you moved in together we moved in together everything was wonderful we didn't have any furniture but we found this apartment because she had to hook up with her family and I started working full time in the city in Melbourne Sydney Sydney Mm. Yeah, and her ex-boyfriend didn't go away. Oh, no. Yeah. How did she break up with him? Did she say there was someone else in the picture or that she'd just reached a crossroad in her life? Or? His mental health was suffering. And so it was difficult for her to make an emotional connection with him and, and, and lightly tell him that she was moving on. Um, my experience in that has been... That it's that it's best to provide space for that kind of thing, you know. I'm not a meddler. I don't like to. I'm not. Well, if you're done with him, then we're together. That's curtains. You mm-hmm. know. Come on. Yeah. I, I understand that it takes a little time to move on from these kinds of things. And you, you're not sort of possessive either, in that you're like, well, you can never see him again. No, not at all. That's good. I but I. Depends if they're being abusive or not, you know. Yeah. I would I wouldn't never use the words you can never see him again. I would probably phrase it as I think he might be a little unstable and potentially dangerous at the point that we're at. And right. Maybe you should wait. I found that it's much more pleasing and much more I found that it's actually uh there's comfort in, in accepting, you know, that you that you've both had previous loves. And that they were real, you know. Oh God, yeah. I've had I've had relationships where we we're trying to make believe that everything else was bullshit up until now, you know. Now we found each other. Everything was bullshit until now, and um, 
doesn't seem very like a sustainable attitude. But also, I, I find it like mad when people have had the same partner since they were like fourteen, mm -hmm. because you have to like you learn so much from being in relationships and from having bad times and from having breakups. I mean, those people really must, you know, be meant to be together. Meant those two really must meant to be together. What's the correct phrase? What's the what's those the, guys? What's the phrase those guys must for? be meant to be together. Yeah, it is. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, they must be meant to be together. Because meant to be is a cliche within. Yeah. It's like a cliche within a cliche. They must be meant to be. Because they must other be meant to because be. think about when you're like first relationship and you just, how much you didn't understand about other people's feelings. I know. I still don't know anything about other people's feelings. It's tough. I'm, I'm just now learning about sex, <laughs> and what it is. Up until now, I think I've just been masturbating around people. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, so what? You just your like past relationships? You were just like. Well, I just don't know if I was, you know, being as courteous as I thought I was. Oh, uh, okay. And I don't know if Not I was being, being as attentive. I don't know if I was being as like open to it, you know. Okay. I'm starting to learn what what sex is like for women. Right. And I was because up until this point, I was like, well, sex is exactly the same for them as it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> And it's fucking I like awesome. that you did the little like hair yeah. behind the ear when yeah. you said that, huh? Yeah, it's like and it's fucking awesome, and everyone gets off, and you know. No, not everyone gets off. No, no. I've started not getting off. Ooh. So I'm like, it's like you know a real role reversal. Is that like different for guys for, than for girls though? I still have a lot of fun if I don't have an orgasm. Yeah, me too. I'm not stressed about orgasms. And no, I mean they're nice. I've had I've had people get angry at me for not. Giving them an orgasm. Wow, but I, I I feel I feel like for us women. Yeah, us girls. Us girls. It's like if you don't come, it's just like oh, oh well, you know that's a shame. But then I I guess from just popular culture, I I myself have not had that much sex with boys in my life. Okay. And I I've learned from popular culture that you guys are in pain sometimes. It's oh, like blue balls. Blue balls. Yeah. Your what? Boys, do they actually go blue? I think it feels like a, a blueness. It feels like a steely blue. Like, ooh, like, not that you've been hit there, but certainly that um, there's an ache, you know? Mm. It's like there's something, it's like you're driving away from the house and you're not sure if you left something in the oven and you don't know if the oven's on. Oh, God. And you're like, I, do I have to go back and check on that? That's like my ultimate anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, my house burning down. Or not, or not being able to open the door and let all the come out. Of the oven. <laughs> you're making a cum cake and you're not sure if you left the oven on. <laughs> yeah, I've never had that anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds horrible. It doesn't uh, It doesn't <laughs> produce anxiety in me. It's just like, oh, we'll, we'll get it next time. Okay. Yeah. I'm not stressed about having an orgasm. The thing that I picked up in popular culture as a kid was like men in sitcoms being like, and then she didn't even like, she didn't even jack me off man like what a waste of time you know like a real sort of like men trying to ex having expectations you know mm. like you didn't get any play <laughs> waste your time with that girl she's frigid you know Ugh, and that's yeah. what I've like I picked up as a kid and I just didn't relate to it like 90s male sitcoms yeah I was just like I don't get that men. yeah I just don't get it and actually I think it's a total farce like I think it was an attempt at humour an attempt at satire that somehow became part of like, popular dialogue yeah you know when something when something is there's there's a there's a there's a good kind of satire which 
which fails in a way because it just influences society. People don't realize it's ironic or that it's using um, that kind of humor. You know, there's like a yeah, like, like we had like a TV show here called Brass Eye. Yeah, I love Brass Eye. Yeah, so like that. So Chris where, Morris. Yeah, Chris Morris, where people actually they like con celebrities into making these kind of like charitable pleas yeah. that were completely false. Yeah, like made, made up names for drugs and for diseases and things like that. <laughs> Have them pleading down the barrel, you know. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah, I uh, I think that, like, my I, the example I always use is like Homer Simpson probably led to more cases of diabetes in America than before. Oh, okay. I think, I think he enabled. Even though he was a satire... He was a. He normalized he was that a, sort of yeah. behavior. It's like, I'm just like Homer, like the fat guy in the pool with the Homer shirt on. It's like, yeah, but that guy's a disaster. <laughs> you know? Although, uh, he was like, I can't, oh, this is a terrible fact because I can't remember it, but when I was at university, the first thing that we did was watch The Simpsons on my journalism degree because there were so many, like. Because um, it's so good. Yeah, because it's yeah. so good. And there was so much to, like, deconstruct from, from one yeah. episode. But he was, like, put forward as a, as a model father because he spent more time with his children and, like, listened to them and interacted with them than most. Oh, that is sweet to think about. Most, you know, fathers in, in, the, in Western society. Mm. Which is mad, isn't it? So I feel like it has these, like, polar sort of meanings. That's po- right. Po- polar messages. I mean, uh, and Simpsons is written by like maths geeks. Is it? Yeah, apparently, if you're like into maths, there's like all these jokes that you were you will get that are like strung through episodes. It was written by like genius math dorks. Oh man, it's amazing. It's a very they gifted. You yeah. can see there's a gift in that show. And even the songs, like when you're a kid and you listen to the songs and you're like da 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 da. Yeah. You know, but like. They're so smart. It's so clever. Like um, mm-hmm. I was listening to the the rap that they did from that one where they're like, it's like a musical and it's um, it's like Planet of the Apes, the oh, musical. Oh, yeah. Get your hands off me, you dirty ape. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, dot to this, dot to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a rap, but it's just chorus. And oh, yeah. we were just like, this is the best song. It's really good. It's and so the, good. Uh, the monorail song's really good as well. Oh, my God, yeah. You know who wrote that episode? Who? Conan O'Brien. Wow. Mm. Which is why I'm, I've, I've got so much time for him, because of that episode. My favourite song is probably The Garbage Man Can. Oh, The Garbage Man Can's awesome. Oh, The Garbage Man mm-hmm. Can. Yeah. How did we get onto this? Satire. Okay. Um, sex. Sex, what I learned through what I learned through popular culture and mm. failed satire yeah. was that the general consensus is that men deserve all the pleasure during sex. Gotcha. That was challenged later. It, it, I think that's been challenged, and I think that's changed now. Can we can we scoot through your relationship history from? So you broke up. What happened with the photographer? Um, the photographer and I. After six years. After six years, yeah. We, we I mean, that was that was a case of growing apart, and uh, and I was traveling a lot, and I mean, we'd lived together for about four years. And I think I, I could see that there was no way that my career and my work was going to allow for me to be in Sydney a lot, you know, and it wasn't going to allow for me to be. In fact, I needed to 
for the sake of my my own survival in in a in a kind of really quite selfish way that that felt also felt natural um i was going to need to be by myself to like actually find a sustainable way to live you know mm-hmm. it felt like uh it felt as though we'd we'd fallen into a, a pattern of uh fallen into a pattern of that was becoming more more mutually abusive than mutually loving you know mm-hmm. and uh and long distance will do that yeah it was a, very distant by the end of it we both kind of in a, in a weird way we both set up these other social lives that we'd kind of as backup plans over the course of the relationship you know it yeah. actually felt quite simple for both of us to slip into so you kind of already sort of parted yeah all the it was weird conversation yeah all it was weird all that was left to do was to take my stuff out of the apartment by the end of it you know mm. we kind of established that that was the move forward and so and then you sort of you darted through a couple more a couple more girlfriends. Uh, after that, I was a. After that was the real. That was when I got my first, uh, my first real bout of depression, and like the genuine one, the one that like landed me in like attempt. Like I was trying to get medical care for that kind of thing. I was so lost. I was like completely. Did you just go on a bender? Yeah. Went on a whopper. It's kind of sometimes it's kind of nice to be that self indulgent. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was very, the beginning of it was like, you know, this is adulthood. I'm ready. Yeah. And then the come down was like, I don't, I don't think I'm. I think I'm still a boy. Yeah. And I think I want my mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I think my was my was my girlfriend my mom. You know. Oh no. You know. And then I and was then totally had a bit lost. Of Oedipus complex. And then I was like just hitting up my mom all the time. <laughs> Not <laughs> I was hitting like, on though. No, they're hitting up. Different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then were the kind of following relationships quite short? Yeah, very short. Because you were just sort of like, I need the, I need the high again. Yeah, it was getting me high. Yeah. Big time. I had, I, like, there are some in there, that there's, there are some peppered in there that are just, I'm like, how, could, how we couldn't even be friends. You know? Yeah. But we, I moved in with someone that I just could not be friends with. I realized we hated each other. After three months, I was like... She was like, when are you going to, she asked me, when are you going to tell me that you love me? And it was in an angry way. Oof. She hadn't told, she hadn't said anything like that. And in my mind, I was like, I thought we were about to tell each other that we hated each other. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're quite close, aren't they? Well, it's, they call it, they say it's a horseshoe. Uh-huh. It's not just, not a circle, it's a horseshoe. That would make sense. You know? Yeah. Because on one end you got love and on one end you got hate. They're close together, but they'll never touch. And so then you just, you finally got over the photographer. That a couple, out, yeah. Out of the trough. Yeah, I got out of the trough. I got out of the, the uh, sadness. Learned about my own mental health through the process, and now I think I'm <clears throat> ready to start pretending to be an adult. So, how intrinsically linked do you think someone's mental health and, and relationship status are? Um, for me, I think they're directly tied. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think that is? Um. Because I, as much as I, as much as I like to think that I'm uh, an independent kind of traveling kind of man, um, I think that there's a big, uh, there's something very false about that. I, I've tried to live by myself and ended up in an awful pattern of behavior. I like companionship. Hmm. I like... Uh, 
support. I like the tenderness. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> I don't just like. I don't just. I don't need support for myself. I actually like su- trying to support someone. Kind of feeling useful. Yeah. And needed. Useful and like yeah, kind of like a reminder that I can be a decent person. Yeah. When I'm by myself and I'm I'm sleeping a lot around a lot. It just has a sense of like, am I just am I just a bit of a prick? You know. Mm. This sort of guilty kind of like kind of like a dirty shame. Yeah. Mm. When I when I sleep <laughs> when I <laughs> when I sleep with someone and I don't get to know them. Yeah. I feel a little useless. You know. Right. I quite like it when when I can be inter- be like tender with someone and loving and then well, see that's the difference between sex and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's two totally different things. Yeah, one's kind of like a, like an animal kind of mm-hmm. physical mm-hmm. urge or need or or right, and then mm-hmm. the other one is something that I think we all kind of need for our own sanity and our own well-being. Yeah, that's right. Cool. So, what STD did you get? Well, I was in, um, I was in Las Vegas, uh, and. <laughs> I was, I was staying in uh, an apartment in Las Vegas. I was there on work. I was writing songs in Vegas. And I broke out in this full body rash, uh, a full body rash all over. Uh, and I thought, my goodness, I guess like, you know, my skin's just decided to flare up. It happens sometimes, change of season. But I still went to the doctor and uh, and they told me what it was. They told me that it was a thing called Pityriasis. It actually has the word pity in it. <laughs> it's it's a full body rash that looks awful. It looks like you look you look like a your body looks like the skies of hell, sort of with like lab. It looks like you're covered in little fetuses, like lab rats, and they're just falling into the the white skies of Are hell. They like kind of like pustules. No, it's like bacteria. It's like when you zoom in on bacteria, but yeah. on your body. It's like a, it's microscopic in a way, but big. Um, like flaky flaky and itchy mm. and I thought pity riasis and they said yeah there's just nothing you can do about it we think it might be linked to a virus of some kind but long story short you're probably going to have it for 12 weeks deal with it put some moisturizer on it so it doesn't itch that's all you can do I thought that's fair enough thanks doc thanks for clearing it up went home obviously went straight onto Google and typed in pity riasis uh, and found that the only thing it's been found that it is linked with scientifically is syphilis and commenced what was a downward spiral into what happened you know a fundamental belief that I had syphilis that I contracted it I went through everyone that I had sex with I was like how could I be so stupid of course everyone had syphilis you know (laughs) each of them had their own syphilis profile now in my mind (laughs) everyone I'd had sex with even the women that I love it's a bit like Cluedo isn't it yeah it was like who yeah with what in what Mm. room yeah with the vagina in the bathroom you know <laughs> with the finger in the study yeah <laughs> yeah and I was like preparing to make the phone calls like you know all that's left is to get a blood test and I went down to this doctor this great doctor in Vegas and he basically told me that he he had money on the fact that it definitely wasn't syphilis uh, but he gave me a blood test anyway for $40 he, he gave me a really good price that's what it's like in America by the way you go and make a deal on what the medic like. Come on, you got to give it to me for this. 
It's like, wow. it's a like, marketplace. In fact, it's cheaper sometimes to go through with no insurance because if you find a cheap doctor, they'll just cut you a deal if they're feeling, if they're having a good day. So $40 for a, a blood test. And the next day I was driving to the airport and I thought, it's a little early, but I'm going to call out for the results. And I called and my man answered. I said, hi, it's, um, it's Alex Cameron. I'm calling for some results. And he said, hi, they've come through. And I, I said, uh, what, could you tell me what they are? He said, yeah, sorry, the, the waiting rooms are just a bit busy. I'm just gonna, could you hold for a second? And he put the handle in. I, I heard him talking to the line of people. What can I help you? So I'm sitting there tapping my feet and he, hello, are you there? He answers the phone again. I said, yeah. And he said, the test results are, are negative. And I said, oh, so I, I don't have it. He said, no, you don't, don't have it. I said, could you just quickly confirm what the blood test was for? He said, yeah, you know, he said some scientific uh, code, AH36C or something. I said, oh, okay, and, but what is that exactly? And he said, uh, syphilis. And I said, ah, and I don't have it. He said, no, you don't have syphilis. And I thought, well, this is brilliant. And I don't have it. I still have the full body rash. I don't have syphilis. But the, the very fact that I had that fear in me meant a lot. Yeah. Because until you have the fear of the STD, you don't, you don't realize how bad it is. Mm. Until you're kind of faced with the consequences. Until you're faced with the fact that you might have it, yeah. And did you ch sort of change behavior? After that? Thereafter. A little bit, yeah. I mean, to be honest, you had like 11 weeks left with a fungal skin infection. Who's going to so... want to sleep with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Luckily, it's isolated to the trunk, so I can always just wear a shirt. <laughs> um, I think we might have covered your relationship history. and. I mean, I feel like it felt <laughs> like a bit of a load off for me. Yeah. yeah. I've said things I've never said before. I sort of felt a bit like your therapist. <laughs> this, was, this was an awful therapy session, if that's the case. <laughs> but a good conversation <laughs> excellent okay well thank you so much for sharing everything with me it's my pleasure i hope that i hope that uh i can edit it well yeah please edit it. <laughs> <laughs> a big thanks to alex cameron for that scintillating conversation and we never say it but thank you to seams who made the music for this podcast please do subscribe there's a new one every friday and follow us on twitter at talk the line and if you're feeling super generous please do give us a review it really does help until next friday bye bye <laughs>